the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. But with me right now is Greg Gianforte. He is the governor of Montana, former congressman, his lovely wife and team. Uh, Governor, I want to ask, is Montana open for business? Can people go back and fish at the Madison? The fish are rising and the mountains are beautiful. You're all welcome. Are the hotels open? Will they find a place to stay? Yes, they will. And we are ready. I was out. uh, When I took office in January, we unwound these impractical restrictions. We got rid of all the capacity limits, hours of operations. We got rid of the mask mandate. Uh, enjoying the open space. We put liability protection in place for all our small businesses against COVID lawsuits. And, uh, and, but then the problem was getting back to work. Uh, some outfits, small businesses couldn't find workers because we were paying them $42,000 a year to stay at home. So we were the first state in the country to remove the supplemental unemployment benefits. And I'll tell you, I was talking to a hotel owner in Helena recently, just last week, and they had been advertising for folks, couldn't find them. The manager was doing laundry and cleaning rooms because he couldn't get help. We made this change, getting rid of the supplemental benefits. We even put in a back-to-work bonus to incent people off of unemployment. In the next week after we made that change, that hotel had 60 resumes submitted. So we we're talking about this in the break. Incentives matter. We went from a no-work incentive to a back-to-work incentive, and we're ready for our visitors to come. And let me just say, people, you're welcome. You should come. Get a line wet, tour Glacier Park, come to Yellowstone. Uh, Don't be trapped in those concrete jungles. Come to Montana in open space. We have a mutual friend, Jan Janera, and he runs the Wild Adventure, TWA.us, up in in Ennis, and and a restaurant, the Continental Divide. And they're jammed. Everything is. So people are, are coming back. To what do you attribute that in terms of your vaccination policy? You were telling me during the break. You're just making them widely available everywhere. Yeah, well, we we changed. When I took over, we had a convolute. The CDC guidelines were terrible. Uh, they prioritized criminals in jail ahead of our seniors. They the, uh, they prioritized lawyers in charge. So well, we, lawyers are important, Governor. Yeah, yeah, at some level. <laughs> so we... we uh, we got rid of all that, and we went to a very simple policy in January. We said, listen, this vaccine is the light at the end of the tunnel. It's safe and effective. Let's make it available to people who are in danger of complications or death. Very simple distribution policy, and it made it easier to administer. Uh, so we have oh, you know, very high percentage of our seniors that are now vaccinated. We saw uh, new infections come down, hospitalizations come down significantly, and now we're shifting from we had a more of a uh, supply-constrained situation to now we've seen a little softening in demand. So we're trying to take the friction out of the system and make the vaccines available where the people are. So we're in bank lobbies, we're at truck stops, we're in large employers, so that there's really, it's a convenient thing to do. 
Now, Governor, we have another friend, Foster Freeze, and you and I uh, last saw each other and your wife in the backyard of your house on the river when we were doing an ACE scholarship fundraiser. Then I flew over Yellowstone in Foster's plane to to do one for Foster in Wyoming. How's he doing and how's ACE doing? Well, Foster, anytime you interact with Foster, your day is brighter. He's an He's an awesome, bright light in everyone's life that he touches. Uh, and uh, I just think back of all the things he's done. His, uh, he has such a big heart uh, for folks, and he's never been afraid of uh, putting his money where his mouth is in terms of charitable causes, philanthropy. Uh, Foster's in his last chapter, and uh, uh, our, you know, our prayers are with him as he goes through this. But I just I had talked to him on the phone recently. I was up in Montana and I had a chance to visit with him and on the phone and he's finishing well. Well, he's a, he's a great inspiration and you're right. Every time you see Foster, you're better off for it and you're usually happier and you have a, a load of terrible jokes to take with you wherever you're going. So Foster, wherever you are, we're thinking about you. Now let's talk about election integrity, governor. I'm going to ask all the governors this because the callers yesterday said, what do you want me to ask the governors? And, of course, the lines lit up with the people who are still upset over the election in 2020. I personally don't believe that any state had fraud sufficient to overturn the result, but a lot of people still want election reform done. What do you think about Montana, and what do you think about H.R. 1 and S. 1, which would take the authority of elections away from governors, secretaries of state, and state legislatures? Well, H.R. 1 is a bad idea. When I was in Congress, I voted against it. Uh, and it, it's just a ridiculous piece of legislation. It is a federal takeover. It looks at taxpayer-funded uh, federal elections. It mandates same-day voter registration. It uh, removes requirements for ID. I mean, you just go down. It's a laundry list of progressive ideas. We took specific steps in Montana. We just finished our legislative session. Our legislators are there for 90 days every two years. I signed 550 bills into law during just so far this year, and we signed three bills related to election integrity. We outlawed uh, same-day voter registration in Montana. We now require photo IDs to vote in Montana. And we passed a law that says we have to regularly update the voter rolls to make sure the dead people aren't on there or people that have left the state. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. You also passed a RIFRA, a Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Tell me about that, because that had come to my attention before you sat down. You'd done something on religious liberty. Yeah, and this was important. We mirrored what the federal government had done on a very bipartisan basis to say, listen, our First Amendment matters. You have the right to uh, express your deeply held beliefs. And it is there to protect not any one group. It's to protect everybody from the government, which is the whole point of the Constitution. Now, Governor Jim Forte, I also told people yesterday that my number one question is education. we got about three minutes. What are you doing about education? What are you doing about charter schools? What are you doing about choice? Yeah, so I've been involved in parental choice and education a long time. I served on the Milton Friedman Board, now Ed Choice, uh, and I was proud to sign into law our first significant piece of parental choice legislation in Montana, the Big Sky Scholarship Act. Now, if you're willing to write a check to a scholarship granting organization for low-income kids, uh, you get a 100% tax credit in Montana, up to $200,000 per person uh, to allow lower-income kids to go to the wait, school wait, of their wait. choice. How much? 
up to $200,000 per person, up to a cap. There is a cap because we have budget constraints, but we're hoping to increase that over time. In addition, Montana, unfortunately, was 50th in the country in starting teacher pay. So one of my priorities in our budget, we didn't put a lot of new things in the budget. We kept the overall budget to less than 1% growth. We uh, provided $120 million of tax reductions. Uh, We cut $145 million in spending out of the budget. Uh, But we did put money in that incense local school boards to increase starting teacher pay in our public schools as well because uh you know incentives matter incentives matter yeah Yeah. if you want people to come in and and teach in your schools you have to pay them is it easy for hillsdale to open a hillsdale charter school is it easy for people to come into the state or is it still a difficulty in the labyrinth uh we have a robust we don't have a broad-based charter law at this point we do have one it's limited uh but uh, we have a vibrant independent school network in the state. I was chairman of a uh, classical Christian school for 14 years in Bozeman. That's where my children went. And unfortunately, you know, people of means have school choice. So this is really about helping low-income kids. uh, And I think our goal for all of our kids, whether they're in public school, independent school, homeschool, has got to be to help every child reach their full potential. And a one-size-fits-all just doesn't work. Last question, Governor. How do you get your revenue? Yesterday I was driving in, Dion was driving me, from the airport. He said, you know, Tennessee doesn't have an income tax. I said, I'm very aware Tennessee doesn't have an income tax because everyone in California is moving to Tennessee. And but he didn't know how they actually raise their money. Uh, What's the income tax in Montana? How do you guys get your revenue? I'm fascinated by different states, different approaches. Yeah. So this is uh, we have a three legged stool in Montana. It's income tax, property tax. And historically, it's been natural resources revenue. So we are a uh, a resource rich state uh, minerals coal, timber, that I'm the first Republican governor in 16 years. So the prior administrations have been Supreme Court justices. Call me. I'll, I'll get into the bar. Just call me and I'll move up. Uh, we could use you there. In fact, we 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 blew up the whole way we select judges in Montana because it was rigged by the trial lawyers. Well, I'm only so, I'm only in the California and D.C. bar. So we'll have to make an exemption. But I'll come live in. in yeah, you'd be you'd be welcome. But 30 seconds. You're going to tell us what do you get? What did you cut? If you have a three-legged stool, which stool? Like- well, what we did was we we brought down personal income tax rate. We brought we had a, uh, a we have a business equipment tax. We tripled the exemption. We provided some broad-based property tax relief, uh, and basically the way we did it was we held the line on new spending. Greg Gianforte, good to have you back. Congratulations on a great first year as governor and continued success with the pandemic and with Montana. Yeah, come see us in Montana. I'll be back. You betcha. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. On Tuesday, Minneapolis marked the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. It was a surreal moment, framing the outcome of the defund the police movement perfectly. Dozens of shots rang out through George Floyd Square, forcing reporters to seek cover. Meanwhile, media anchors such as at ABC filled the gap by discussing police reform rather than the soaring rates of violent crime that followed the city council's promises to abolish the police department. It's a disconnect we see in the rest of the country as well. Media talks endlessly of reform while, as CNN noted last month, 
Homicides went up 33% last year in major cities. An unprecedented spike created by the vacuum left from demands for police retreat. And violent crime has continued to rise in 2021, even over those peaks. In Minneapolis, the experiment in abandoning law enforcement has left Mayor Jacob Fry begging neighboring jurisdictions to lend them police officers to quell the violence. It's a sad conclusion to a lost year in a city that still refuses to meet its responsibilities for public safety. I'm Ed Morrissey. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.